Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Did you rewind it all the way? Is the tape rewound? Okay, so you don't want to start. Okay, the tape is rewound. Great. So I'm going to press the record and the play at the same time. Yeah? One, two, three. Hello. Welcome to episode two of our Exeunt Pursued by Beer mini episodes. Our second cub is all about the show Girl from Nowhere, which is on at the Pleasance at 12.45pm at the Edinburgh Fringe. My name is Whitney Mosery, and I am the director of Girl from Nowhere, written and performed by Victoria Rigby. Uh, Girl from Nowhere is a one-woman show that takes place in Texas in the late 60s. And it is uh, the story of a young woman who is struggling to create a legacy out of uh, her musical abilities. She has discovered quite early on that she loves music and wants to be involved somehow in the music industry. And through a series of adventures through the Texas landscape, discovers how she fits into that industry, but also what it means to be a woman trying to find a place in a male-dominated world. Um, and on a much larger scale, it's also just about the idea of being in control of your own narrative. Who gets to tell the story of your life? Is it you? Is it the people who come after you? Is it something that you have to construct out of what you leave behind, like songs that you've written or performed, like a, a record of your life that you've chosen to leave behind? Or is the image of you, is it, does it reside in the memory that people hold of you? Um, is it your words or your actions? That, that general question of, are you in control of your own legacy? Is your life well spent in the present pursuing a future legacy? And if so, what's the best way of going about that? Uh, and these are sort of the big questions that Victoria and I have been focusing on as we develop the script, because it's a brand new play. So it's a play that's, that's rooted in a musical tradition, uh, in the blues and in soul and also in rock music. And we know how the music industry really affected the technology of the time, that people wanted different ways to experience that music and also to bring it into their homes. Um, and the cassette obviously was a huge part of that history. Um, when cassette tapes and cassette recorders were invented, suddenly recording music was easier, purchasing music was easier, and the process of making it and listening to it in your own home was much easier. Uh, and it sort of goes along with the idea that then anybody could be a rock star. Anybody could have access to the music, the legends, uh, and the tools with which to create their own music. So this story um, sits within that whole context. But more specifically, it's also um, one night uh, in the childhood bedroom of this woman, Jeannie, uh, and she is telling the story of her life into a cassette player or recorder. She is narrating the last few years of her life and she is hoping for herself and for the listeners to understand whether there was some sort of linear narrative in the craziness of the past few years whether there was some plan whether there was a, a clear path or whether she pinged back and forth between different experiences whether there's value in recalling those experiences or whether they should be left in the past 
And so the cassette plays into that because she is both leaving behind an artifact for the future and also in the very present moment reviewing the past and by speaking it out loud bringing it into the future and that's sort of the great thing about the cassette right especially for us today it is a, an artifact of history now I feel like it's it's so rarely seen or used anymore and yet most of us have a memory of when we engaged with the cassette when we made a mixtape when we listened to it when we tried to rewind it when the thing got unspooled and we used a pencil to to kind of curl it up again and and so it's a tangible artifact that has so many memories attached to it and yet what's recorded onto it can be so unique um, and also, the brilliant thing about it is that it can be re-recorded. It can be, it's a blank, like a blank canvas. That you can place onto um, anything that you want, whether it's your own voice or as we all did when we were kids, you know, something that we hear on the radio that we quickly want to capture on tape. You can rewind it, you can play over. So it's really, it's this amazing instrument of control and of storytelling. You can rewind it. I would also suggest some Alanis Morissette, because I do believe she is my spirit animal. And at every possible chance I got, I would wear that tape out. I had no choice but to hear you. I have many memories of my own experience with cassette tapes. I had this giant boombox when I was a kid. Uh, and I was obsessed with this loud, angry rock music which my friends and I called I Hate My Dad music. It was like, I hate my dad, I hate my dad. And nobody else in my family wanted to listen to it, so I'd have to go and kind of hide myself away in a corner and listen to the radio. And also I had no money because I was a little kid, so I would record um, these really angry songs onto tapes. So it would be, I have these tapes still at home that are sort of this little like nine-year-old, 10-year-old girl saying, okay, and now we're about to listen to Weezer. And then I'd press the record button and I'd catch the tail end of the radio advert. Representative 49.9% APL variable. And then the Weezer song. Which the, you know, the radio DJ sang something over it. And so it's this artifact of my childhood, these cassette tapes, this sort of like tiny little girl in the basement <laughs> listening to Weezer. I think I had Duran Duran. Um, I definitely had Celine Dion's My Heart Will Go On single. I'm walking down the street and my heart goes boom. Um, and then I had a whole collection of mixtapes that other people had made for me. And you know, you can write on the cover, you know, what the tracks were that you put on it, or you can title the mixtape. Um, I remember a friend of mine made one that said Whitney's makeout session and I was so nervous that my parents would find it so we like scrubbed out with a marker makeout and we just put music session and my mom found it and she said oh are you making music is this your music session did you did you sing something I was like yes that is exactly what was what I love about this project in particular is how each time I talk about it, I either discover something new about it or discover something new about myself and how I relate to it. I'm fascinated by 
how context relates to how you present yourself or how you tell a story, right? So what you're getting is me today, kind of tired, but actually I'm okay, really fascinated by the technology they put on the table, and so suddenly my brain has gone off on this like interesting tangent about the tech of what we're talking about, cassettes. But maybe tomorrow I'll have listened to an amazing song, and it'll make me think about a totally different aspect of this, and you would have gotten a completely different interview. Who knows how long cassette players will last? Who knows how long the idea of, you know, a spool of tape containing sound will last? And so how will a culture that's moved past the technology understand the impulse? Even now, with Snapchat being something that's, like, taken on the idea of home videos, instant home videos, but then made them disposable, that in itself is a tiny little version of what we saw, I think, with cameras and also with music, the idea that it went from being a production to being something you can do quickly but own to being something that you can do quickly and disappears just as quickly. Um, and I think cassettes are really interesting because they, they hit that history of the music industry right at a similar point at which suddenly it became disposable in an interesting way. I also am just fascinated now by the culture of instant replay, instant replay, instant replay. You can take a photo and immediately look at it, decide if you like it, delete it, retake it. And that, that immediate criticism, judgment, uh, sometimes it's a great thing and sometimes I think it can be really inhibiting. And I wonder if that's the case as well with, with music. You know, you can record yourself doing something and rather than appreciate the moment in time that you've captured, all you're worried about is its reception, how it will sound. So you can do it again and 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 do it again. Thank you for listening. This episode was presented by Annegret Merten and produced by Tim Bernal and Annegret Merten. Come back on Tuesday for the next one. Go to exeanmagazine.com or follow at Theatre Magazine on Twitter for reviews, opinions and more interviews with theatre makers. Until then... Goodbye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.